You're listening to the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. Join us on Discord. another episode of the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. You can listen to this wherever you find podcasts or watch it live when we're podcasting right on Facebook, on our Facebook page. I'm Jamin. And I am the Tyler. And uh, today we are about to get into a very bittersweet topic. But before we do that, if you don't know what Nerd Church is, Tyler, you want to give them the scoop? Oh, yeah. No. No, totally. I can talk to you a little bit about Nerd Church. So Nerd Church is uh, essentially our take on bridging the gap between uh, the culture uh, around nerds nerd culture and bridging that gap with uh, Christian culture, right? So uh, feel free to reach out for the Discord channel, but it is called uh, 1208bit. If you are interested in uh, joining it, feel free to reach out to myself or Jamin. We'd love to have you there. We play on Monday nights. Uh, so uh, yeah, if you, if you enjoy that kind of stuff, come come join us. We'd love to have you. Uh, and uh, with that being said, we're going to hop into today's episode, which may be uh, subtitled the most depressing tearful sad episode we've ever done uh, I, don't, I don't i don't know no you're right you're 100 percent correct on that one yeah this one's intense because uh it's the we're, we're going to talk today about a, a game called that dragon cancer uh tyler you've you've seen some of this game i don't think you've played it yourself right I've never played it. I've seen uh, Matt Pat on the Game Theorist play through a little bit of it, and it had me so much in tears, um, crying, but then I had to go to work, and every time I tell myself I should pick it back up and restart, I'm like, I don't want this right now. I can't do this. I can barely deal with my own life. Um, so yeah, no, I haven't. Unfortunately, I haven't watched through the whole thing or played through any of it uh, myself. Uh, it's it's a hard game to play through. It might. I wonder if it'd be easier to have someone else play through it for you on like Twitch or YouTube. Yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do it on Twitch at some point and and just cry and set aside a good few hours of my life to to just be crying the entire time when I need when I need a good cry. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if "good cry" is the right word. <laughs> it's so <laughs> painful. I uh, I wonder if I even I I like took a picture because I wrote like a blog post about this game after I'd finished playing it the first time. And I took this picture It's like my computer and there's just like an entire emptied out tissue box next to it. Just of like, I, I just lost it while playing this game. It's, it's so hard to get through. So let's maybe talk about what this game is. Cause if, if you haven't played it, you may not, you may not know. Um, yeah. But uh, it's a game, it's an autobio- autobiographical game um, by a mom and dad uh, that was kick-started uh, to get the funds to create it. And it's about their son, Joel Green, who was born and then diagnosed with cancer, I think, before he was one or two. 
uh, terminal cancer. He wasn't expected to live that long, but he kept pushing past all the limits for for five years. So he continues to um, keep living, but in severe, difficult ways. You know, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of um, difficulty for the parents. There's a lot of crying. There's a lot of uh, sleepless nights trying to figure out what do they what do they do for this kid and the game puts you in it and this game has the most beautiful soundtrack yeah. i have ever heard like it, the uh the graphics are are kind of think cell shaded but then polygonal um looking so like yeah yeah and it starts off you've got your kid at the park you're playing you're having a good time uh and the game keeps switching back and forth between highs and lows you're you're supposed to experience like the joys of of the good days with your son but then it'll shift and you hit like these deep dark moments with him uh where you're taking him to the hospital and you're being diagnosed and the words of what the parents are thinking pop up on the screen and the parents do their own voiceovers of to what's going on and it takes a it takes a deep look into faith too, because uh, the parents are um, very straightforward about being Christian and about dealing. Like you, <laughs> sometimes you read books or you even read the Bible, the Psalms, where they're like, "God, what's happening? Where are you?" But this game makes you feel that you know you're not just yeah. watching someone else's experience. You watch the dad sing a hymn, rocking the child to sleep, hoping for a miracle that he'll pass out. And then maybe answered and kid miraculously falls asleep. But then other times where it's just crying, that's hardest part in the game. I don't know if you saw this part or not. The kid just cries Yeah, and it gets louder and louder for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Like, I don't even know how long it goes, but it is just painful because uh, you can really hear the distress in his voice, and I don't even know if that was like real yeah. audio from their lives. Because I think that was it. Yeah. They oh my gosh. A lot of his actual, yeah. um, like how he would experience this, because they they <sighs> wanted to like document, you know, for others to see. Um, yeah. How painful it was, but yeah. So yeah, no, it's his. It's his actual. It's the the kid kid's actual voice throughout the entire thing. Um, yeah. That's what made it so hard for me to get through every time. It's just like, oh, well, I, I, just hearing hearing like the actual parents like speaking through these moments too, like with him. Like it's it's so raw and so real because they don't they don't cut away from times where they're obviously like angry, right, mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. child or like angry at each other mm-hmm. at times and. Yeah, no, it's just so raw, and when that crying scene, yeah, that's I had to. That's 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 I paused it, the video that I was watching, and like walked away for a little bit. That scene is the hardest scene in the whole game because it just keeps going, and it's like, it's a real moment. Like I've I've had kids, I have kids who, when they were young, were inconsolable, but we're not going through terminal cancer kind of un- inconsolable and i'm just like they don't hold back it keeps going it keeps crying and you have to keep playing through this moment yeah. as they're picturing i think maybe a 
landscape that's both got like I, I don't remember what's happening in that moment, but they they try to paint it in a way where you're experiencing it like from the kids' angle, from the parents' angle, and that part is just so tough. Like I feel like I like had to like move away from my computer or like I'm trying to move forward, but I'm <laughs> trying to stop it at the same time because it's just too much to handle. Um, and then, and you know, uh, as these faith elements start coming in later, I'm starting to realize that uh, these people are Christians dealing with this. And they're, they're honest there, too. You know, you get the honesty about fighting with your spouse. You get the honesty about the difficulty with your, your child uh, being angry that yeah. this won't stop. And, but also being angry with God, you know, like, uh, and this is what this part of the reason we're talking about this is on the Jackson cloud, the wider network of what we're doing is we're going through the Beatitudes. And this week we hit on blessed are those who mourn. Uh, in other words, like and another word for blessed in that particular kind of Greek would be like happy, which just sounds so ridiculous. Happy are those who mourn. It's like, uh, I don't think so. Jesus, you don't understand. Um, but it's very American and perhaps even more white male American to try to suppress mourning, try to say it's, it's fine. And there's this overly Christian thing too, of everything's good. Jesus has got them. Heaven has another angel. How, how could you fear? How could you be sad? Why are you depressed? Why are you, do you not know God loves you? Is there something wrong with you? You know? And like, here comes Jesus into moments like this video game. And he's like, Blessed, happy are those of you who mourn. And that's what this game does so well. It's a love letter of mourning and dealing with all that pain and frustration. So I've got plenty more I could say, but I've been talking straight for like 10 minutes. So I'll give yeah. you a second to feed into this. It's just like every every moment that i've kind of listened to and and watched through this game um and others talk about the game as well i was always kind of brought back to the fact that this this child right like has no idea and like of of really what what a normal life life would look like right this is normal mm-hmm. life um and it, it his parents are trying to give him like the best life they can throughout all of it, trying to like be the best that they can. And I think that they had to ask that question themselves, you know, Um, they had to ask themselves the question that you just said, like, is it okay to mourn? What's wrong with us? You know, like we know that um, like our child's going to be fine. Like he's going to be in heaven, like when he passes and everything, but then they also have to deal with every, the every day over and over again of like their child is 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 going to pass away is going at some someday is going to die before them and um i can't remember what movie it was but uh one of the one of the movies that i'd watched in the past said one of the worst things a mother would have to do is watch her child die um Mm -hmm. and see to have to deal with like, that 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 movie was assuming that the, the the child was dying in front of them like in a split second like being being murdered or um 
dying, you know, quickly in a car crash or something. It's just horrific. You don't expect them to die before you. And they're they're dealing with this every day. Yeah. They're watching their child slowly die. Just to put it as plain as I can, because if I try to, you know, step around what's actually happening in this, I think it dilutes what the what the game is about. Um hmm. Just to, just to see, like, where God kind of fits into that with, you know, blessed are the, those who mourn. Because they, every day, like, every day are going through all this pain. And to think that, I'm, I'm sure, towards the beginning, when they were questioning, you know, is this okay? What, like, why, why are we, like, why, why did we, are we so upset? the pain that they had to been going through with their child, like in that way, like every day it's weighing on them, you know? Mm-hmm. And then finally, I, I think that they realized, and I'm, I'm so glad they shared it with us. I'm so glad that they, they decided to make this game because I don't think I would have truly understood the passage of what Jesus is saying fully without something like this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd lost my, my grandpa. Um, and that was really rough for me. That was one of the, the hardest times for me in my entire life. Um, but if I had, I, the thing is, I was so distanced because I was off at college, you know, I was so far away. I think about what my grandma and my mom and my aunts were going through being there with him the entire time as he's, he goes into the state of, I, I had seen it a couple of times, but it would it would be him not being able to, like, not being able to to remember where he was, and he became very childlike. And my grandpa wasn't um, wasn't like that throughout his life. He was very stoic at times, very like re- like conservative about the way he like held himself, and he was very like always like a proud posture. He was always like proud of himself kind of a kind of a look um so to to see him like that was really really hard but to to see it every day and know that this is and to hear from a hospital a person at a hospital say well this is just uh this is you know some the the time someone passing and we only had to deal with it for a week right you know like a week week and a half two weeks my grandma had to deal with it for a little bit longer but to deal with it like for five years. Hmm. I don't know. And have the strength. Yeah. To then make a game to show everyone else what true mourning looks like. Um, and what it, why it's okay to be upset and to cry and to, and to, and to allow yourself, allow yourself to kind of give that up to God. Right. And allow yourself to say, like, this is painful, and share that with God, you know? Mm-hmm. Jesus came and experienced, like, a torture, right? And I think it's because Jesus knew he had to suffer alongside people like Joel, you know? Yeah. Jesus wanted to feel the pain of going through something like this so that he could show us how to live through it show us how to exist through it and 
I think that this game is one of the ones that fully embodies what it means to be a Christian. You have to live through the difficult times um, as best as you can and to share how to get through it with others. Yeah. And to, um, you know, you know, reach people with Jesus as best as much as you can. Yeah. And I may be, uh, I, I may be wrong in these details. I haven't seen the documentary, but there is a documentary on this game called thank you for, thank you for playing. And, um, in that, I just watched the trailer this morning and, and like the dad just talks about like, you know, I don't even know if this is right. You know, I, I think the son might've been alive while they were working on the game. Yeah. If I'm, I mean, they're recording him at least. So they have it in mind. He's like, I don't even know if this is right. You know, like, uh, um, I, I I'm spending all this time making this game instead of spending it with my son. Um, and the reason for this game, you know, there's plenty of games you play that are all about, like, do the things that make money, do the things that are fun. But this one doesn't have an ounce of that in it. Uh, it's got fun moments. There's these little kid moments. Like I said, it, it tries to paint, like, the full spectrum of of highs and lows of being with children. Um, mm-hmm. Even when things get hard, sometimes it happens in a kid kind of way where – uh, they use the kid's imagination as crib suddenly becomes a boat and he's in shifting seas and he's on his way to the lighthouse and you're like trying to catch up with him and figure out what's wrong. And as you're moving through the sea, you're seeing all the worries that parents have showing up everywhere. Um, and something like this, if done from like a purely Christian standpoint would have been so cheesy and so bad. Uh, but instead these are real authentic human beings who are trying to tell a story of their grief and bring their faith into it along the way. Uh, and they end up creating something that ends up uh, blessing other people and reaching other people, not only in their own pain, but you know, like even if you're not a Christian, usually when you're dealing with, with like pain or specifically the pain of death, you eventually start asking questions about God. And they may not even be like happy questions. It may just be like, if God's real, why is there pain? You know? Mm-hmm. And this game, this game just goes there. Like here's some, here's some Christians just dealing with that question. And, uh, I was watching this morning, uh, this, there was a, an award ceremony and when they announced them, <laughs> the whole room just, uh, erupts an applause for uh, his dad as he's heading up to get the game because everybody in the room knows what he's gone through everybody in the room knows what he's invested into this uh and they've all collectively felt the pain you know like he deserves this award when he gets up there he just opens his mouth and immediately like can't say anything and everybody just starts applauding again because We've all we've all felt this. Uh, when he finally talks, here's kind of the speech he said. He said, "Often in video games, we get to choose how we're seen, our avatars and our tweets, and the work that we do are all meant to portray that story. And we want to tell the world about why our lives matter. But sometimes a story is written onto us, or it's told because of us, or in spite of us, and it reveals our weaknesses." 
our failures, our hopes, our fears. You let us tell the story of my son, Joel. And in the end, it was not the story that we wanted to tell. But you chose to love us through our grief by being willing to stop and to listen and to not turn away, to let my son Joel's life change you because you chose to see him and experience how we loved him. And I have hope that we are all willing to see each other, not for just who we want to be, but who we are, who we're meant to be. This act of love and this act of grace can change the world. Uh, that right there, you know, that's that's part of what they did with this game is they use this act of love and act of grace to change the world. Yeah. Uh, it's not even it's not evangelical in the slightest sense. There's nothing in this that feels overtly Christian. You just simply see human beings dealing with this uh, and themes of faith coming up along the way. And because of that, it loses the cheese. It loses it loses the horrible answers that I'm tired of hearing when people are feeling pain. It just has the authenticity of this sucks. You know, the Psalms, there are some Psalms that say atrocious things, like to the point of you're like, this should not be in the Bible. This should not be (laughs) the inspired word of God. Um, Yet in those atrocious moments in some of these Psalms, one thing is true about them is they have, uh, um, they have held nothing back. Their feelings are in full spectrum before God to say, I'm mourning. This sucks. People are oppressing me and I can't stand it. And I'm angry at them and I feel pain about this. I don't know where you are, God. <laughs> you know, just yeah. like these are some of the Psalms. The The beauty of the Psalms is it always ends with this sucks but I follow you anyways. Uh, and that's kind of what this game to me does. It's like a Psalm. It's a yeah. love letter. This sucks, but uh, you don't see them just like give up on God because of it. Their faith is stronger than their, their pain. Um, so anyway, I agree that it's, it's definitely yeah. a modern Psalm. Like, right. Uh, we, we tend to view Psalms as like just music, um, but I mean, it's it's the art of the time, right? Like those guys were um, writing about the things in their life. They were writing a story that they could tell about something they experienced. They were just trying to emote through words that they couldn't put together, uh, which is what art is, right? And I, I think this game really, really u- utilizes that aspect. But there was one thing I was... Um, wondering that since the 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 child's name is Joel, um, mm-hmm. and you know your brother's name is Joel, um, does that bring up anything more personal for you? Does it like make you like? Does it bring up anything on that? Yeah, end? no. I remember once they named the kid. Once they mentioned the kid's name was Joel in the game, that like I think I had a rise. Like, oh no, this is gonna <laughs> like <laughs> it's gonna yeah. mentally connect it in my mind. Um, but but I don't think it did too much. The bigger connection was I have children. I can't imagine going through what these people are going through. Because um, having kids is hard enough. You know, like yeah, no. you go, well, you, the game will make you know. This no, is no, one of those game games game like if you haven't felt grief, you'll feel grief. If you don't have kids, now you yeah. do. Like it's just like it's that intensive yeah, of a feeling. No. 
Joel Joel feels like my my child for sure. Um, I, I have I. I, I don't know how to explain it. That's I'm having, it's hard to explain. I really just recommend, even though it's hard and I haven't finished the game fully, um, <laughs> I really recommend that you go and you, you, you watch at least some of it. Just get into it a little bit. If you have to stop and walk away from it, like I get it. It's which you will. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you have to, experience something like this to understand it fully um because a piece of art like this in something that you can easily go find on the internet right um to pay to go to to see the mona lisa you have to pay to get to paris you have to get to the louvre you have to stand in these long lines in order to be able to just see it right this is a piece of art that i think to me is more important than the Mona Lisa and is it's so easily accessible. Yeah. So I would just say like, take every, every chance you have to, to, to expose yourself to art that is exceptional, that is outstanding because if that's one thing I can give is just art is the only way we can describe the emotions that we have in more accurate detail because words sometimes just can't do it until unless you are a great poet or writer and you know how to articulate it i don't know how to express when i when i tell people like yeah i have depression right i don't know how to express that in any other way than just being like here's my playlist for when i'm depressed <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so it's i don't know it's something you have to experience and I really recommend experiencing it and walk away from it when you need to come back to it later. Just, just experience it though. Yeah. And good art has a lasting impact on you. I mean, I played this game four, five years ago and yeah. And, uh, uh, this morning, I was like, let's talk about that dragon cancer because we're trying to keep on the Jackson Cloud theme and we talked about morning. So let's let's do that. And like, I was like, I need to freshen up on this game. I haven't played it in forever. It's one of those games where if I was to give it a review, it would be like, like 15 out of 10 stars. I will never play it again. <laughs> like that would be the headline. I will never play this game again. 10 out of 15 stars or 15 out of 10 stars. You know, it's just like... <laughs> which I've seen another game that got that same same kind of review. Like, it's just too hard to replay this, but it's art and it tells something. And uh, um, I, I posted a picture on our chat <laughs> of my experience playing. There's just Kleenex everywhere, my computer, and then my children's toys lying all around it. Because I, I think I, because I think I was just playing it on the floor. Like, I couldn't... I couldn't stand up. I couldn't handle it. I'm just like, please be over. How long is this game? I have to finish it. But I, I <laughs> like, I need to experience I, the fullness of this art, but I don't want to anymore. I, I honestly, so just a, a kind of a reaction to how, when I was watching it, I was literally like, I, I would just literally pause the video and look to the side and just be like, <laughs> stop, stop stop i just uh, i i couldn't i could not take it anymore especially that yeah that's part. Uh, um hardest part in the whole game i 
the because the people that were playing, you know, Matt Pat on the game theorist when he was playing it, he was like, like trying to move forward and stuff. And luckily, they hadn't had their kid yet because I don't I don't think they would have been able to um, at that point. I don't think they would have been able to move forward in the game at that point. I think they would have probably stopped and been like, hey, guys, we're going to try to maybe pick this up later, maybe not, because they barely got through yeah. it on stream. Like, they were streaming it. Could you imagine? Like, uh, If you just search for this game on YouTube, all you get is streams of YouTubers, like, crying as the thumbnail. Like, it's just – you can't get through this. If you If you play this game without feeling anything – therapist will be helpful yeah, for I, you to <laughs> try to try to figure out what's going on there um yeah it's just a lot but it's also a beautiful love letter and you know it's something that maybe in the times of covid that we need to yeah. hear uh there's a lot of christian statements that bother me in the midst of covid like what are you sad about? What are you worried about? Why do you have fear? Do you not trust in God? Like if you get sick, maybe it's because you didn't have enough faith. The Bible says God will make you well if you're strong in him and healing and prosperity and all this. And I'm like, what Bible are you reading? You know, like, do you see the pain? Do you ever see like just every character in the Bible is ignorant of difficult times because God is real. No, if anything, the book of Job like asks the same question. Why is there persecution? Why is there difficulty? Why does life suck sometime? And at the end, you see God not give an answer. It's just like, I don't know. It's hard, dude. <laughs> like <laughs> Job's friends are like, what did you do wrong? And it seems like God's like, no, man, life is just hard. Sometimes your friends don't get it. Like, this even the bible itself is expressing the difficulty of what life is like mourn feel pain jesus did it he did it many times he there's literally a verse two words shortest in the whole bible jesus wept <laughs> like why did he weep if anybody knows what it's like on the other side if anybody knows the goodness of ah he's in a better place ah heaven's inherited another angel ah blah 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 you know whatever you want to state there if anybody knows it as fact and truth it's god in flesh himself and yet he comes across his friend who's dead and he weeps and yeah he was probably also weeping because no one believed in him at that time like he had said a hundred times yeah. i'm gonna raise the dead i think there's a part of that but also the pain of looking at your friends and seeing them crying even if you yeah. know the reality like look at mary what's going on why do you feel such like oh yeah the human human life is hard the same for him he runs up on a mountain to get away from everyone after john the baptist dies to mourn to feel pain he doesn't want to be around people this is, was his greater no man was greater from the line of men than john the baptist something along those lines is what jesus says so he feels that pain he cries over it. i feel like he he is experiencing um like that he's he he knows that like because he knows what pain feels like you know what i mean like he knows when it that it hurts to like touch something hot he knows that it's cold he has nerves um he obviously knows that 
you know, he went through a lot of pain dying, you know, like it wasn't an easy experience. Like imagine you're with your friend, you're with your kid, you're with your parent, you're with somebody and they're dying. Right. You know, they're going through a lot of pain. And I think that the, the, that dragon cancer shows that too. Like I, I'm not feeling pain. I physically am not feeling pain, you know, from uh, this, that this child is going through but i know what pain feels like and i can i can sympathize yeah. i can i can i know what it's like to to have pain and that in itself would make me cry i don't want this this child to go through that pain and i think jesus in the same way is like i don't want my friend to feel that pain i didn't want him to have to go through that yeah and there was even a I mentioned this on Jackson Cloud this week, but there's like a passage in Isaiah I was reading last week where God talks about just like weeping on like, like tears are flooding, I think is the expression used from Isaiah over the pain that I think the Moabites were going through. <laughs> so it's like, as though rain itself is a torrential downfall of God's pain is almost the way that Isaiah pictures it right there. It's like yeah. God feels, he understands, he has emotion. I remember in college, I was talking about God in an emotional kind of way. And someone was like, don't, you shouldn't do that. I was like, what? It's like, well, you're just putting your human characteristics onto God. I'm like, what do you think the Bible is? Like, have you seen how much emotion God expresses throughout the Bible? You've got he says he regrets something. You've got moments where he's angry at injustice a lot. You've got all of these moments, and it's just like that's the way the Bible pictures God that he has emotion, just like we do. Doesn't show God as a Vulcan, you know. It's just like he he feels like, and even he. well that's the way that people picture jesus sometime uh this is another story i mentioned a pastor friend of mine said he was showing some kind of like uh um some kind of movie of the crucifixion and jesus has a nail go through his hand and you hear a older man in the back just like oh and he went he's like what was that about he's like men real men don't cry jesus didn't cry it's like have you ever had a nail pushed through your hand? Like what? This is this is the huge disconnect, you know, between between uh, the Bible and American Christianity. Like it's not like whatever that picture of Jesus is, it's sinfully wrong. That's not what he's like. And you need to start having a savior who feels what you feel. Even the first like one of the first prophetic words I was given when I was at a Pentecostal church was, Jamin, you need to learn to cry again, which was not on my radar. I'm like, God doesn't care about that. What are you talking about? And then uh, a few months later, another old lady comes up to me. You need to learn to cry again. I'm like, what? <laughs> and it was true. I couldn't cry. I hadn't cried in years. Like, just couldn't. Like, no emotion could get me to the point of crying unless it was intense, intense pain or music could make me cry, but nothing could make me weep. And God's worked on me a lot since then to the point that just trying to read a few articles to prep for this podcast, I cried for 15 minutes reading, reading interviews. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. thinking about it. 
makes me cry so hard i and that's about to say like i'm sure you got that message and then you watched uh that dragon cancer and then you never had that problem ever again (laughs) that that Um, one kind of was the breakthrough yeah Yeah. i've uh it's just yeah i i think that a lot of the 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 pain that we feel i think that you're 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 right on with um the bible painting a picture of jesus that looks very different than um what america perceives as um a a true like uh, like what what christians should look like and how we should follow jesus and you know who jesus was um in a lot of ways but man I, I don't know. I'm reflecting on myself right now and I'm thinking like, you know, when have I, when did I cry last? Like, I don't know. I'm feeling like a, a brick wall right now. And I'm like, man, I need to go, I need to go play this game so that I can cry. Yep. <laughs> I need a good cry again, probably. Yep. So man. might be good practice in that way to grieve. Um, it's so weird to think. Oh, it's <laughs> like, you need to practice crying more okay yeah i mean for me it was like it was a wall so games like this help fix that yeah um have you ever heard of the author n w clerk n w clerk no i have not have you ever heard of the book a grief observed heard of it yes have i read it no okay so it's a book about someone who's lost their wife h and they just express all of the pain. They believe in God, but like, this is a raw, honest, this sucks, like theological crisis. God, where are you? Why did you leave me hanging? Are you even real? Do you even care? All of that, like just straight through uh, this shortish book. Um, and as, as you're reading through it, like if you've experienced grief, you would you would know what this book is is trying to say it's trying to go what it's trying to think through and if you haven't experienced losing a loved one on that level it's kind of like it's a book from further back that is kind of like the love letter that 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 cancer dragger that cancer dragon that dragon cancer that is perhaps that cancer drogger. <laughs> I think I said that. What cancer gone drag? Whatever. Whatever I said. This was like that in book form. It's just someone expressing all the pain and inviting you in to feel that pain with them. Wow. Posthumously, it was revealed. It might have been found out sooner because the writing style. But at least by the time he had passed away, uh, it was said for sure like this was c.s lewis he wrote this book uh a grief observed is him losing his wife helen um who she was rarely referred to as helen but it was the name that he used in the book um after she died he grappled with all that pain and he just said it straight and i think some people who like found out it's c.s lewis like had the same christian reaction that some people do like Oh, he's so fragile. Like his faith, was it real? You know, like all that kind of stuff. And it's probably part of the reason that C.S. Lewis wrote it under a 
second pseudonym. You know, his real name's yeah. Clive Staples, and he went by Jack to everybody he knew. But <laughs> C.S. Lewis uh, goes by N.W. Clerk in writing this book because maybe people can't handle grappling with the the truth of death. And and one of the more beautiful things about this is C.S. Lewis has written on this topic before. He wrote uh, the problem of pain, which is like a th- kind kind of like grappling with why is there pain in this world? What does God use pain for? Let's talk about that. And like, it's a beautifully written book and it's a good theological book. It's good to help you like grapple with pain yourself from like a theological conversation. But then a grief observed is like, okay, now real talk, everybody. (laughs) Let's stop stop being theological about this. We're now throwing emotions into the mix. This sucks. God, where are you? You know, it's like a, it's a, it's the same feel. It's the same questions, but now we've set aside the what ifs and we're feeling the entire writing process. Um, And for that reason, it becomes another form of this book that takes us to another level and helps us experience in many ways, some of C.S. Lewis's great theological conversations on a real human level now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just, just something to reflect on. That's just, uh, I think that's just a good lesson for us all to, to take. And, you know, I, I'm definitely going to pick up the book and, and read it then um, because uh, I don't know. Right now I'm definitely feeling like I, I don't feel as much as I sh- should right now. Um, yeah, maybe that's medication or something as I've been working on trying to get that all all straightened out. Um, I know some some people may feel awkward about talking about like mental illness and stuff like that. Um, and you shouldn't. It, it's not it's not something that should be awkward. It should be really open. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that book will help me in in feeling more. I think it's become a defense mechanism for me. Um, and my, and like, if I don't feel, then I can't feel bad, but the problem is then you also don't feel good a lot of the time, right? Mm -hmm. You just, you just cut yourself off from being able to feel at all. Um, which is just as bad as feeling bad. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this book will help with that kind of thing. Yeah. And a lot of people deal with depression. So, you know, there's healthy ways to learn how to deal with this. Like for me, my biggest depression growing up, every night that I'd lie in bed, I would just think of all the horrible things I had done with my life. And Satan, like translated straight, just means like the accuser or the adversary. And I realized a lot of my personal depression was uh, very much, and this is not the case for everyone. That's not what I'm saying. There's medical depression. There's um, uh, scientific forms of depression. uh, There's emotional depression, things like that. My personal form of depression was I was listening to the accuser every single night. I gave all of my attention and airwaves over to Satan-like thoughts, which was Jamin, before you go to bed, remember how you did this? That was pretty bad. You're a horrible person. Jamin, remember this, remember this, remember this. Remember a long time ago you did this? Yeah, but God's forgiven me. Well, has he? Would you? You know, and like that would, that caused me to start putting up emotional uh, 
barriers. Like I can't feel things because I don't feel anything for myself anymore. I hate myself, you know, and that would bring me into a, a different kind of state of depression because I was listening to the wrong voice. And so like that, what, what became strategy for me is I would fall asleep to cartoons, which was trying to face off hard thoughts with humor instead, give, give my thoughts over to a different kind of voice. Um, to the point that I still do it today. I fall asleep to Futurama pretty much every single night. I just put a headphone in and I pass out before the theme song's even over. It's like, it's just a comfort mechanism at this point. But that taught me to start to, to shut out the wrong thoughts. Yeah. And then God started eventually, as I said, through like Jamie Needler and cry again, started teaching me, okay, you are broken. You do need to start feeling because you don't feel things anymore. Yeah. And, that's for people like me, why so many of these things are, are so important is they cause us to feel, uh, there's a new album that just came out. It's been coming out in pieces. Now it's all together. It's called praise and protest. Uh, and it's, it's supposed to be kind of like a prophetic worship album. It's getting into the nitty gritty. And when people feel things and they tell us about it, it causes us to like understand it on a different level. So there was, one of the album, one of the songs is called Shots Fired. And I'll just read like the, it's a rap song. I'll just read the start of it. If you're consuming black art and streaming black music, benefit from black inventions, but ignore black weeping, then you are a hypocrite. We've been through this cycle so many times that I'm sick of it. Cell phone footage telling stories, we in the thick of it. I killed a mod in broad daylight with a shotgun point blank range and left him to die in the hot sun. Tell me how I'm supposed to respond other than screaming in pain, shaking my fist at his grave. Do you understand that if it was me in a white shirt and them tan shorts, I'm not expecting you all to ask about what I'm there for or why I was jogging or who started it. Pardon my French, but what the hell does that have to do with this conversation with a person is dead? That's why my hand and don't pledge that's why my knees stay bent three months with no arrest don't make no doggone sense let's make america great but who is it great for we're sleeping in the bed that my ancestors were raped on and even to this day we're endangered i walk around my country but treated i'm like a stranger no records still clutching on your purse when i walk in the elevator you love my entertainment you can't stomach my anger shots fired now there's a whole second verse to that but like if you've struggled to understand black oppression, if you've struggled to understand the simplicity of a statement like Black Lives Matters, there comes the prophetic voice saying, do, do you realize what we go through? Yeah. Do you realize the pain we feel? And it puts it in art for us to, to get. And like one of the statements in there that stuck out to me the most was, I walk in the elevator and you clutch your purse and like, and I've written about this in some of my previous books, but I think we need to be honest just about the simple little racism moments that we have in our own lives. Cause it causes us to then see the picture. Like it's so easy to imagine someone walking into an elevator and someone else grabbing their purse. Like that's, that seems like a simple thought. And that's something that if you're black, maybe you see that a whole lot, more often in your life. And I've mentioned in some of my writings, like I see somebody uh, uh, like if I see a black man walk by my car, like why did my thought just suddenly like I should lock it? Like 
that's racism. I need to repent of that. And that's like the grabbing the purse, you know? And the more aware I am of my own racism, the more I can see it where else it is and the more I can hear it in the poetry and the art that calls us to it. Uh, Propaganda is a great artist if you just really want to dive deep into poetry that expresses that kind of art. Um, but anyways, that's what that dragon cancer does. It takes us into that as well. Because like, again, like I, I go through times where I'm not, I don't, I don't feel as like much as I should. I've definitely been through this kind of thing before. And I feel like maybe I'm starting to go through it now and I need to start looking into um, like how I can find more of those moments to, to truly unlock my emotions again. Right. Um, because I, I tend to want to lock them. Maybe that's a culture that thing that we have in America. Um, a lot of men especially don't like to um, have emotions because it makes us vulnerable to other stupid things, you know, that we, we tend to tell ourselves that aren't really true. Um, so I, I think that that might be something that's going on in my life. And, you know, I, I hope that anyone that's hearing this can also, you know, can relate to it. And um, I, I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts though on that, because uh, I think it helps me. This, you know, you've, you've helped one person by telling, telling the story. Um, <laughs> hopefully that you can help. This will help some more people be able to hear it and process it. And that's our, our kind of our hope for these podcasts, right. Is, um, that it does help. Uh, so one of the th- things though, is I've read through the Sermon on the Mount. It's my favorite. The Beatitudes section is my favorite part of the entire Bible Same. Um, by far. And I, I've said yeah. that before. Um, and I've read through it so many times, thousands of times. Never have I made the connection, connections we have today, right? About a video game like, expressing their like grief and their sorrow to you know blessed are those who mourn right Mm -hmm. and i think making that connection in my mind makes me realize like i don't i don't mourn enough um as weird as that sounds i don't i don't mourn nearly enough and even uh just when you like texted me this morning you're like hey we should do that that dragon cancer i was like oh yeah Oh no. <laughs> oh no was my first thought yeah. no, that, that, that was my first thought but even when you texted that over and you're like we should do that I, I drink cancer I was like yeah yeah what is that even yeah and then you, I started to process you know where you were going with that kind of a thought and I was like oh oh my like I don't and then when you, when you talked about it more and more and more now I'm like oh geez I really don't like I don't more than enough and that's so such a strange thing to say but i i almost don't want to give myself the opportunity to mourn because then i have to feel something right then i have to feel and i think now that i've reflected on it i've i'm like no i can make steps away from that you know and and i appreciate the sources that you gave because i'm like yeah i'm gonna look up all these things because i think it's really gonna help me get get closer to where i should be in that yeah and in many ways it's prophetic to mourn i mean the prophets are god's crying people right like you just look through them and he's like god's so hurt right now (laughs) and they're not all good prophets at mourning you know you got jonah who would rather god smite people than (laughs) mourn for them (laughs) but but you also have isaiah who's like oh the moabites oh god god is weeping you know like 
God feels. And if we are to image God, then we are to feel as well. And that's why this prosperity gospel and this healing, uh, when charismatic gifts go so far that like every last thing should be healed, like as though we're going to stave off death itself and people will live to 900 years old. You know, I'm like, you got to feel eventually you need to, you need to understand God feels for this too. Um, and so I just, yeah, I welcome us into that. It's prophetic to mourn. And how does that beatitude end? Blessed are those who mourn. Happy are those who mourn. <laughs> Happy are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Uh, when you step into mourning, there are many people who will walk out of it who, who were unable to really search for God in that time. But when you are mourning, if you're truly bringing it before God and you bring all of that pain with you, God will meet you there and he will comfort you there as he did to the psalmists over and over and over again. Um, as he does for that dragon cancer, as he does for this poet who writes a song about racism, as he does for those of us who feel the same pain that C.S. Lewis felt. Um, and so mourn and trust God to meet you there. May not always have the answers, just like Job didn't get answers, but Job found God in that moment. And I guess that would be my encouragement. So um, with that being said, are we ready to close out? We only spoke for like a normal amount of time, but when you're talking about grief, it feels like we were here for four hours. <laughs> yeah, I felt like we've talked for... <laughs> I just checked the time. I was like, oh no, that was the normal yeah. amount of time we aim for. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, uh, snap back on your daddy-o's pop-up ears. This Tyler's end phrase of the week. <laughs> we'll get you at Nerd Church Monday and back on the podcast Saturday. See you then. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are those who mourn. I will give them comfort Blessed are the peacemakers For they are the sons of God Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth As it is in heaven Going up to heaven, won't you come? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're calling out to heaven, won't you come? Won't you come? I sit out those oppressed. For righteousness, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the merciful.
blessed are those who yearn for righteousness Satisfaction is coming The kingdom come will be done on earth As it is in heaven Born out to heaven Won't you come? Kingdom come will be done on earth As it is in heaven Born out to heaven Won't you come? The kingdom come will be done It is coming